Coming up on today's Next Fan Up podcast, it's the debut of our interview show. Yeah, fantasy football is, is a huge passion of mine. And something I'm hoping to do, you know, once I uh, once I get out of wrestling is is do that, do, do uh, fantasy sports full time. Pro wrestler, fantasy fan, who could it be? You already know because you read the description to this podcast. But here he comes now. Listen. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. You play to win the game. Next fan up. I want winners. Featuring Pod Vader and the Super Fans. But they are who we thought they were. Hello and welcome to this inaugural edition of the Next Fan Up podcast. I am Pod Vader. You're saying inaugural? How could it be the first? Well, this is our first interview podcast we are now going to have new shows every wednesday as part of the next fan up uh family normally i do interviews with some of the friends that i've met uh over the years and other guests uh on the thursday podcast but we realized the thursday podcast was becoming really really long and so to shorten it up We wanted to take some of that great content that we still provide you and give it to you on another day. And so Wednesday will now be interview day on the next Fan Up podcast. You can enjoy our show now three days a week. Recaps will be available late Sunday evening, early Monday morning. Previews available on Thursdays. And now our interview podcast will be available on Wednesday. So every Wednesday from now until about the end of the season. Uh, We'll have a different interview. Uh, I'll be involving a lot of the people that are part of the Blog Talk Radio Fantasy Expert League. Uh, There's a link to that league. It's available right now to view on ESPN.com. I'll have that link in the show notes so that you can go and check that out. That's exactly why I had my first guest uh, join us on this show. Uh, He's been a fantasy football player for years uh, and has been a good friend of mine. Uh, We talked about uh, Star Wars just a few months ago. Uh, He is the pro wrestler Eric Young. Eric, it's been too long, man. Yeah, it's it's way too long. I mean, Star Wars movies have to come out a a little closer together so we can talk and and hang out more often, for sure. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. If uh, Eric and I, uh, we did a, a a mega recap of uh, The Force Awakens way back in December. Uh, you're going to want to check out This Week in Podcasting. That archive is still available, even though the show is, uh, I wouldn't say it's dead. It's just on a very long extended hiatus. Uh, but uh, check it out. iTunes, everywhere. Great podcasts are heard. But uh we're not here to talk about Star Wars. We're not here to talk about pro wrestling. We're here to talk about your other love, uh, Mr. Young, and that is fantasy football. How long you've been playing fantasy football? I guess it's. Uh, I guess this will be the start of twelve years. So uh, yeah, I've been playing a while. I love it. It it consumes me from about uh, you know the start of July on until the end of the season. Um, hockey you know, takes up the, the rest of the, the part of my life. But yeah, fantasy football is, is a huge passion of mine and something I'm hoping to do, you know, once I, uh, once I get out of wrestling is, is do that, do, do uh, fantasy sports full time. Nice. I love it. I love, I love the passion and you've been, you've been really involved in the fantasy community. I noticed you, were you doing something with the uh, fantasy network there? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, last year, I did a, about a five or six day run uh, on DraftKings show with Nando Defino, a really good buddy of mine. Um, kind of like as a trial thing, and they they said, man, you know, whenever whenever you want, you're 
you, you got a job waiting for you. So talking with uh, Mike Cardano and trying to figure out something on a more regular basis this year with the Fantasy Network. And they've been awesome to me and serious. And, I mean, as you know, when you were up at ESPN and, you know, uh, I'm still still close with those guys and uh, a lot of, like, cool people in the industry, as you well know. And it, it, it's cool. Like, I, I, I get to go to these things and hang out with people that I, I've listened to. I got to meet uh, Jamie Eisenberg and Adam Azer. Uh, the last two weeks, I did a, a flex league draft that's run by Jake Seeley up in Washington, and then I did a uh, a really cool fancy cup, and it's for it's for charity. And and uh, when I win that, I'll I'll be donating uh, two thousand dollars to the SPCA. How many how many leagues uh, w- would you say you've won over the twelve years you've been in this? Uh, <laughs> offhand is hard. I mean, I, to be honest, I mean, and as you know, you played for a long time too. It's difficult. I mean, and especially when you're playing against uh, people that are skilled. Um, I, I really only play in one friends and families league, family league where they're, you know, they, you know, if they start to lose, they kind of stop paying attention and stuff. But the rest of my leagues are highly competitive. Uh, you know, some of them for a little bit of money, you know, this one I'm doing this year with uh fantasy network is, is for charity. So yeah, it's uh highly competitive, but I've, I've won, uh, I've won several championships and I've in my one big league records of 14 team PPR, I've never missed the playoffs. So Awesome. So now that we have established your chops and the reason why you're here, uh, this is the second year at Blog Talk Radio that I've run the uh, Blog Talk Radio uh, Fantasy Football Expert League. Uh, Last year was sort of our experiment. This year we went all in. We've got 10 teams. We did everything standard. We wanted to make it uh, so that it could apply to as many different people as possible. And we know uh, that 10 team standard leagues on ESPN is still the most popular format of fantasy football. You mentioned PPR, which is a points per reception league. I know a lot more people are getting involved in that. There's also obviously individual uh, defensive player leagues, uh, which I find honestly to be, and I don't know about your opinion about uh, IDP leagues, but to me, I find it unless you get like JJ Watt or pass rusher or that middle linebacker, there's really no point in playing IDP leagues. I, I mean, I've played in a few, and it just seems like a real crapshoot. Like you said, like unless you get one of the top, you know, five guys, JJ Watt or you know someone like that, like you're guessing every single week. I mean, it, it, it's it's almost the same as defenses. You know, like everyone, oh, you know, we've got to take. The Broncos, they're going to be the best this year because they were number one last year. Like, nobody knows. The year before, it was Seattle, and a bunch of people spent, I think my one draft, the guys went on eighth-round pick on Seattle, and they were they were a decent defense last year for fantasy. But, like, middle of the road, you could have got, you know, someone like uh, the, the Lions in, 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 you know, your very last pick, and they, they were, like, ten points different So for the whole season. So, yeah, I don't I – don't, IDP is not my thing. It's a little overwhelming, especially when you get, you know, doing every position and stuff. I did one league like that. It's just, this is very overwhelming. Do you play in auction leagues? Uh, I've done a couple. My, my first ever auction was actually with you in the man's league. It's the first time I ever auctioned and you can tell by how my draft ended up. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't have enough quarter. It was a uh, two quarterback and I didn't have enough quarterbacks. And I actually was, um, I was going to do the draft of the Atlanta airport and uh, I couldn't get the Wi-Fi to work. So I ended up um, not getting on the flight that I was supposed to be on and renting a car and driving it one way from Atlanta to Nashville and called the one guy that I knew would be awake. And he was on his computer doing my draft over the phone 
while we were doing that league. So I had, I had a lot of stuff against me, but uh, I had a blast in that league, you know, uh, playing with you and a bunch of the fans of the, of the fantasy focus podcast. But yeah, it's uh, it, auction is super fun, but they're time consuming. Yeah, they are. And the company's Man's League, which we should probably get you involved in, featuring a lot of the all-stars from Man's Leagues of the past, uh, is uh, that that is a re- that's not a redraft league. That's a keeper league. And our keeper draft is uh, coming up this weekend. So excited about uh, about that. But auctions can be a lot of fun, too. And as you mentioned, yeah. they are very time consuming and a lot of research necessary to go into an auction league. Yeah, and it, and it's I mean with all, all drafts, it's almost impossible to prepare because every draft is completely different. You could do I love doing mock drafts. I do them every day because it's fun and for me it's like a good exercise of you know reading your ADP chart and, and figuring out what players might be available, stuff like that. But the reality is, is, I mean one or two picks, crazy reaches, or you know different guys picking in different spots, and and all your prep is out the window, and you got to learn just to roll the punches. So I've invited you here to sort of grade the blog talk radio expert league. It wouldn't be fair to bring in an expert, like quote unquote expert to grade the uh, expert league. I wanted somebody who's not necessarily in the business, but has enough insights into fantasy and uh, you fit the perfect bill. So uh, I will readily admit uh, one, as I'm a member of the league that I will, try and take most of my biases out but i'll probably throw in a few shots when i can uh and two i will also admit that i probably should have done a few more mock drafts because i'm not 100 percent uh happy with my team and the way it turned out yeah like i i, I skimmed through you know the league i got a uh, some printouts here in front of me i can say right now w- without a single doubt team williams i don't know whose team that is but his is by far I feel like maybe, you know, he had my spirit take over his body and draft that team. Like mm. his team, it seems, I mean, if you're asking me that that's the team to, to beat in this league. Um, I love, I love that draft. Uh, Odell Beckham, you know, number two, and I think he's going to have a crazy year. So yeah, but it's, uh, it's 10 teams. So, I mean, the teams are stacked, man. They're loaded. Well, let me tell you, uh, Team Williams will be very uh, happy because it's not a he, it's a her. It's the Her Fantasy Football League, the sisters of the Her Fantasy Football, Brandon Lee, uh, who uh, is now involved with a I bunch know, of those. I know places. Brandon very well, yeah. Yeah, she she actually ended up uh, representing the team uh, in the draft. I know Ashley will be the sister that will probably pay most attention to this particular team. Uh, for them. Uh, so yes, they're. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be excited to hear that you like their team yeah. the best. That comes as no surprise. She's a she's a beast. You know, she knows her she knows her stuff and is is super fun and sweet and, and really fun to draft with. And and uh, I mean, like looking at the team, it's she's done her homework. I mean, and that's these are she's got a whole team full of people that I'm I'm targeting in my drafts. Lashawn McCoy, I think, is going to be the number one running back this year. Uh, yeah, it's uh, that team is loaded. I will tell you one of the things that surprised me, and and perhaps it's because I've been out of it. Uh, I'm not as into the fantasy stuff as much as I used to be. Obviously, I've got my hands in a lot more different pies uh, than just fantasy stuff at this point in my career. Uh, but I was surprised to see that run on wide receivers early in the first round. Is that something that uh, that's a thing this year? This year, I'll tell you right now, in, in especially in, in quote-unquote expert drafts or, or pro drafts, like uh, I did the Flex League in Washington. Uh, we did a full-point PPR, 12-team snake draft, and it was 
I mean, there were like 50 receivers gone in the first five rounds, and that's that is not a, I'm not that's not a mistake. 50 receivers. I had to take reach for Torrey Smith in the fifth round. If that if that uh, if that does anything for you. Now I like Torrey Smith this year, but fifth round. You know, if you're uh, you know you're just skimming through and you looked at at me in the fifth round taking Torrey Smith, you think that maybe there's something wrong with me, but. In pro drafts, the wide receivers are just going crazy. I, I think last year was a bit of an anomaly. Like, I mean, if it's a full point PPR, yeah, I'm 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 leaning towards wide receiver, you know, and because they produce so many points. But at the same time, like, you know, like some of the running backs are falling way too far. Like last year was, you know, the worst year maybe ever for running backs. But I don't think it's going to be that way this year. I think it'll things will even out. And it'll be pretty even. I think people are going to be so loaded at wide receiver. And, uh, they're going to go to the air and really, really be hurting that at uh, running back. So. Well, I will tell you, Adrian Peterson fell to the sixth pick in this particular draft, and I honestly think that might be the steal of the draft right there. Happened right in the first round. Yeah, in some leagues, I'm going. He's going uh, all the way down to to the twelfth pick. I don't think I've seen him fall out of the first round, but I think I got him ninth overall in in mm. the, the fantasy cup draft I did with. Pros, guys like you know Glenn Lowy. I mean, he, he does this for a living and is a is a DFS guy, but I mean, knows his stuff. Like, there's pros in this league, and that's how far down he fell. People are going wide receiver crazy this year. Uh, there was a run on running backs uh, in the second round uh, by by these experts. Obviously, they got their their, their stud wide receiver early. Uh, then they're yep. trying to grab uh, that running back that can help. Uh, move the ball down the field for them, so to speak. This is fantasy, so there's really no moving of balls here um, or deflating of them either. I just I have no. to jump on those jokes when they happen. i got to get in front of them, Eric. Your, your buddy Tom's sitting out the first four games. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. that's really <laughs> annoying. It doesn't, it doesn't scare you taking Rob Gronkowski in the first round? Four games, <laughs> at least, where Tom Brady's not going to be the quarterback. Well, this is, this is my thought on my thought on this particular draft, as I saw the wide receivers going quickly, is that while A.J. Green, who went in the pick, pick after me, is a top-flight wide receiver, I felt that Gronk gave me a little bit more value. The, the difference between Gronk and whoever ends up being the number two tight end is so huge that having that advantage at that position uh, is fantastic. And honestly, Adrian Peterson was going to be my pick. If he had fallen to me one more, uh, that would have been my first-round pick and I would have tried to get Gronk in the second round. I I will tell you that my strategy in most drafts uh, this year, and I'd still have a couple more, is to try and get Gronk in that second round, Uh, but he's not lasting uh, that long. So unless I've got a late first round, so I have an early second round, I'm not going to get Gronk, and my fear was I wasn't going to get Gronk where I was picking. So I had to, I did, I, I feel it's a little bit of a reach in the first round, and I do think in terms of the Patriots and the way that they're going to utilize the tight end in those first four games, I think Martellus Bennett is going to have some huge, huge upside in those first four games. I think he's the one that's developing a lot of chemistry with Garoppolo. But Gronk is going to be a beast when Brady comes back because Brady's going to be a beast. It's the Gronk U tour part de. Uh, and uh, I think Gronk is going to have a huge second half of the season. I am recommending to a lot of people, try and get Bennett uh, a little bit later in drafts, and then you're going to want to sell high after game one because he's going to have a huge game one against the Cardinals, who historically don't play well against tight ends. 
Uh, and so, yep, sell, sell Martellus Bennett after game one, and you're going to be extremely happy uh, with how you did there. Um, yeah, so that was my bad. thought on Gronk. I didn't end up with Bennett, uh, but I, I also think Gronk will still get enough, still has enough upside in those first four games, even though I think Bennett might outperform him. Uh, he's still like the main target. He's undefensible. Uh, my son's playing Madden 17 right now as we speak. I mean, the guy is a beast. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, he, he is a surefire Hall of Fame. I mean, he's a fantasy beast. And having him number one, um, I know Jordan Reed was right on his heels last year, you know, with almost the same amount of points at the end of the year. And with way less games, he was banged up more than Gronk was and missed a few games. So for me, like the the cost of Gronkowski, because he does have a history of, of injury, the back, you know, he's having a messed up back. That worries me because he plays so physical. But I mean, for me, it's like if he's your guy, then you take him. Like that's how I draft. I want guys that I like, that I believe in on my team. I, uh, I, I do most of it by gut feel. And, you know, I'm not much of a numbers guy, but, you know, you, you have to take that all into consideration because when it comes down to it, it is a numbers thing. But I draft players that I like. And I like Gronkowski, but he's just he's too expensive for me. I, I, I usually avoid him. Uh, who's, who's a couple of the guys you mentioned that you, you, you draft guys that you like and that you want? Who are a couple of guys you're targeting this year? Uh, we were talking about uh, Torrey Smith. Um, mm-hmm. You know, look at the Chip Kelly, number one receiver for the last, you know, three years has been a top, you know, five, top eight wide receiver. No matter who the quarterback was, no matter how the running game was going, didn't matter. Chip Kelly, the idea between behind his offense is he wants to just run twice as many plays as you because the odds are they're going to score. That's, that's what he believes. Either, whether it's right and whether it's worked in the NFL or not, obviously not. Now he's in San Francisco. But fantasy-wise, PPR, uh, someone like Torrey Smith could, could end up with you know, 150 catches this year. And that's, putting it lightly, that's, that's how I look at it. He's the number one in the Chip Kelly offense. He's going to be on the field every single play. If he stays healthy, he's going to catch a pile of balls and hopefully catch some, some, bomb, some bomb passes from either Kaepernick or Gabbert. So, I mean, it's, it, he's a guy that, that I really believe in this year. Um, and, and we're going to find out. It's, it's 50-50 for me. So that's, that's a guy that I'm hanging my hat on. That, you know, people are starting to come around now, but I've been on him all year. He's a guy that I really believe in this year. Torrey Smith was taken by Team Fantasy Sharks in the eighth round of our draft. Um, yeah, Wally Sperlin representing him, yeah. Uh, other wide receivers that went in this round uh, right before him was Kevin White. Right after him was Marvin Jones. Uh, but the one of the guys that I really like this year at wide receiver uh, for these deeper rounds, Tyler Lockett of the Seattle Seahawks. And I know I'm not the only one on that bandwagon. Yeah, he's uh, in some of the pro leagues. Like he's going really early. People really believe they believe that he might, in the end, be the number one. You know, in Seattle. So it's. Uh, I mean, there's there's no way to know. I mean, no one has a the magic crystal ball. So like I said, like for me, like drafting, like fantasy football is about having fun and, and doing doing things how you want. And you know, I mean, and at the end of the year, it's gratifying when. You know, when I look back and if Torrey Smith has the year that I think he is, that's going to be something I'm going to be able to say. Like, look, this is a guy that I, I took in a lot of my draft, a lot of my MFL 10s, a lot of my PPR drafts. Torrey Smith is definitely a guy that I'm reaching for. I, like uh, you mentioned earlier, Marvin Jones, I really like him a lot too. I think he's going to be the number one in Detroit, and they're going to throw the ball a ton. 
You have any thoughts on the the running backs, uh, running back you're targeting? For for me, like I said, I think McCoy is going to be the number one. He looked amazing in preseason. Um, I'm a bit of a Bills homer too. Uh, that was that was my childhood team. I love watching McCoy run the ball. Um, he's a guy that I'm getting whenever I can. You know, whenever I can, if I come in that second round and he's still there, I'm usually taking him unless there's a really good wide receiver available. Um, I know Ezekiel is going high, but and that scares me. It just it scares mm-hmm. me taking a rookie. I mean, I get it. Like he was good at blocking in in college, and he was a great runner in college and stuff. But that's I mean, that's in college. You know, I mean, Johnny Manziel was one of the best quarterbacks to ever play in college football, and and now he's not in the league. I mean, there are people say there's lots of reasons for that, but he had his opportunity. Running back, I think, is a little bit different than quarterback. Obviously, it's a bit of a – I think it's a, an easier transition from college to pro. But, man, like he's going – you've got to spend so high on him. And, it, I mean, no one really knows. No one really knows. Having Morris there, McFadden, it's it's a muddled mess. And I think they're going to probably run the ball a lot. But I don't I don't know if it's going to be Ezekiel Elliott on the on the field all the time. Yeah, I don't think it will be. I I, I think the anointed one uh, is is going to disappoint a lot of fantasy owners this year. I think uh, so too. I'm staring clear of him. Uh, I I absolutely agree. I do feel sorry for you and your Buffalo Bills fandom. It's a it's really a shame the they stuff don't, they don't make it easy. There was some yeah. glorious years uh, with uh, with Kelly and and uh, Thurman Thomas and all those guys. But yeah, it's a, it's the team that I followed since I was a, a young kid. I'm I'm a sucker for punishment. But I'm a a Bills fan, NFL, and I'm a Maple Leafs fan in hockey. So they, neither team has, has made it very easy. But it's, uh, that's where my allegiance lies, and it won't change. <laughs> uh, quarterbacks, how, how about any quarterbacks? Who, who are you liking? When do you take a quarterback, by the way? You, you mentioned you, you like to draft guys when you want to draft them. I'm also a points-is-points guy, so uh, I, I'll take a quarterback whenever I feel like it's you know, that time to take a quarterback. But w- what are your thoughts yeah, on quarterbacks? It's all about value. You know what I mean, like I'm, I'm looking here at the fifth round, Aaron Rodgers. Like that's that's a pretty good grab. You know what I mean, and it's just going to depend on who else is is out there. You know what I mean, I think uh, I'm looking real quick. Uh, Carlos Hyde is a guy that I like. Um, you know, uh, Michael Floyd is another guy that I like that I probably would have taken in front of him. Matt Jones, I believe, and took you know before the AC joint sprain or whatever. I, I really believed in him too. But uh, for me, it just Man, quarterbacks, there's so many of them in a 10-team league where you're starting only one quarterback. That means, you know, every week only 10 quarterbacks are needed. There's 32. So, you know, do the math. There's a guy out there, you know, in a 10-team league, I'm probably going to stream. You know, I, I, I don't think mm-hmm. there's a big enough gap um, in between the top five and, and the bottom five. I think they're all going to do around the same, and they, they produce points week in and week out guaranteed. So, yeah, I, in a 10-team league, I'm streaming the quarterback. I'll probably take him, you know, in the 11th, 12th, maybe 13th, 14th round. I wait. Interesting. That's a, that's a, that's a, a very good point, solid point. I always find, depending on the league I'm in, streaming can be difficult. So it's, a lot of it has to be about knowing who you're drafting with, who you're playing with. Uh, because yeah. I know guys will, in certain leagues that I've played in, will just suck up quarterbacks. They'll sit on a whole bunch of quarterbacks on their bench just so that you don't have one. Yeah, and that's and that is a, you know an advantage of knowing you know and and your bench size. You I mean like if you can 
carry a backup than, than you know, maybe getting a, uh, another guy high and having that backup for the, the bye week or in case your starter gets hurt. It, it's a good idea for me. It's just about value. You know, like where are you going to get them? For me, for me, I wait. I mean, I I I believe there's 20 good starting quarterbacks, and in a 10 team league, I think you can get one of them at some point in the draft and late. So that, that's that's my strategy. I mean, everyone's different. Sometimes you like having that solid guy. I think Drew Brees is gonna. I think he's gonna rip it this year, this this year, man. I really believe. I think he's got the best wide receiver core he's ever had. Uh, Mark Ingram has has come into his own. He's good at running the ball. Uh, Fleener, I think, is going to have a solid, productive year. I don't think he's going to be the superstar everyone else is thinking because there's so many miles to feed in in, in uh, New Orleans. But it's I think he's going to be you know top. He's going to be top five for sure. He might even be top three. Well, I can tell you that from my one viewing of practice of the Saints, that uh, I don't think Kobe Fleener is going to be the tight end everyone is looking for. Um, but then again, my my history of tight ends and watching them at Patriots yeah. camp is a, is a long Zach, story. Zuckfeld. Well. <laughs> I remember who? Zuckfeld well. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know. Him. I don't know who. I don't know who you're referring to. I don't, I don't know of this Zach Sudfeld guy. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, uh, Eric, uh, we look forward to what you've got coming up next. Uh, and I guess I should, I, I'll leave it at that. Um, yeah. where can people, uh, follow you right now? Um, the Eric young on Twitter, the Eric young, uh, IG on Instagram. Uh, yeah, stay tuned. Got some, some big stuff coming down the pipe. Uh, we'll be, uh, gracing your televisions real soon, I think, and talking with travel channel, about maybe another television show. So I'm excited, man. This is, uh, it's going to be a super exciting year, but I, I am definitely in fancy football world right now. I'm in, I'm in full go, all systems go. I've listened to two or three podcasts already this morning, and, and I'll, uh, I've watched almost every snap of every preseason game so far. So I'm a, I'm a lunatic when it comes to this stuff. I just consume as much as I possibly can. Awesome. Love it. Thanks for joining us on, uh, on our inaugural Wednesday interview podcast, and I hope to talk to you again down the road. This is going to be a big deal, and I'm kicking things off, number one. So there you go. The next Fan Up inaugural edition of the interview podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, do please go check out that Blog Talk Radio Expert League. A lot of those guys will be on this edition of the podcast uh, in the coming weeks and months. So don't miss out on any of those interviews. You can just subscribe to the next Fan Up podcast. Go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to any player great podcasts are heard uh, you'll be able to catch the next fan up podcast and leave us a review uh, we certainly would love to hear from you how we're doing and want to hear more about what we can do uh, to provide you better insights uh, coming up tomorrow we will have uh, our preview of preseason week three in the nfl uh, and I'm excited about this one because this is the week that everyone says this is the week that counts. This is the week where you're going to see most of the starters play uh, a majority of the time. Uh, there will be a few teams that are still looking at some players, looking to see if they're going to make the cut, see if maybe they're going to be practice squad candidates. Uh, but mostly teams are pretty much got an idea of where their roster is. There's going to be a few extra things. I'm very curious to see what our Denver Broncos fan has to say about the starting quarterback position. I'm very curious to see what our Giants fan has to say 
because uh, he's already said a lot. I can tell you that already. Uh, so uh, very interesting insights that are from the fan. The only place that will give you the perspective of 32 fans dedicated to their NFL team right here. The next fan up podcast. Email us next fan up at gmail.com. You can tweet us at NFU podcast. And of course, you can go to facebook.com slash NFU podcast. You'll see all the write ups by our super fans previewing their favorite teams and their games. Uh, so we're getting ready. We're psyched. It's the third week of the preseason. Regular season can't come soon enough. And we'll include more super fan battles. So you'll hear even more voices from all of the 32 super fans. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Next Fan Up podcast. We'll have more interviews in the weeks to come. Already working on a guest for next week. So tune in. Talk to you soon. And as always, here comes Jeff Fisher. There you have it. Well, I think we learned today that, um, you know, this game is four quarters long. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.